Welcome to Red River Podcast, where we're going to talk about Weezer today. Finally, that's why the other two guys aren't here. They're just like, oh, you got this one. So uh, a, a long time ago, Sean and I down there were going to start a Weezer podcast. And we taped one episode where yeah. we were going to discuss one album at a time for every episode. And then once we got to like the later records, we were basically going to go to bat for them, talk about the deep cuts and all that other stuff. So it was going to be obviously a limited series uh, because we we felt like, you know, with every album that came out, there was enough stuff to talk about and stuff. But uh, it never happened. So now I, I figured- yeah, we did one episode. And I don't know why it never got off the ground. And I never ever listened to those other those other albums. You know, I've never listened to those last like four to six records oh maybe that's what it was maybe yeah. maybe that was the idea and we were going to listen to it i mean I, I i follow them the last record is is uh, pretty like un insufferable it's just yeah it's uh, like which, wait van van weezer no van yeah, weezer is great oh, now he's uh, now he's delving into elvism yeah so that record that, that sean's talking about because <laughs> Van uh, we Van Weezer is fucking pretty good. There's like six bangers on there. Yeah, and then even the record before every it, Bad Weezer is great. Beatles every one. Bad Weezer is better than any song I'll ever write. Uh, you know, maybe, but the, <laughs> the last the last record is pretty pretty uh, insufferable. So today, uh, I figured, you know, uh, it would be fun to do like a track by track um comparison, you know, as far as taste go of the you know, there, there are two masterpieces and I think that's what they are really the blue album. and yeah, Pinkerton. Um, I mean, shit, if, if you gave the world two masterpieces along with like their, the B sides for both of these albums, it's like, if that's your contribution to the musical landscape, that's, that's a lot, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, man, let's, let's go, you know, uh, with, with the track by track here. Uh, but I also want to say, um, you know, I love the blue album when it came out, like it, yes. it, it kind of like really every now and then you you pick up an album and it changes you as a songwriter and the production to that, like the guitars. I couldn't really comprehend how they made the guitar sound like that, only to realize that it was probably um, Matt Sharp's bass that I was listening to mostly. Mm. Um, and, you know, then when when Pinkerton came out. I kind of really did not like Pinkerton. So how did you like Antonio for you first? Like, what was the comparison between those two albums? Did you love it right away? Um, believe it or not, I did. Um, I specifically remember the the whole story. I, re I remember my first introduction to both these records pretty well. Um, uh, Pinkerton, we picked up from. I want to say Tower Records in Massapequa on Sunrise Highway. Um, on our way to getting in the van when I was in Scarab and we were going to Rhode Island to play a show that weekend and we put it in the CD player and we played it and granted it was a, a step away from the blue album in many ways. I mean, there was a lot of anticipation of the record cause you know, the blue album was just banger after banger. Um, and I think we listened to it all the way through like, three times by the time we got there and I had already heard some standout stuff that I wanted to hear more um, where we were passing around the, the little fold out to like read the lyrics and shit, you know? Um, and I, I did love it right off, off the jump without a doubt. Yeah. It, it was one of those things where like uh, it, it just, now I could look back and be like, they were amazing. Um, I liked the second half more when I first listened to it, but I'll, I'll get to that later. But it, it was just, it was almost like Diggle Planet's first two albums. One was like this pure jazz amazingness. And then the next thing was just completely different, like a little bit more raw. And that's what it was. Like it went from like the 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 pretty like 50s fuzzed out shit to something completely different. And Pinkerton just I mean, Pinkerton has nothing but kids, you know, like it spawned so many fucking children. So, yeah. Sean, <laughs> what about you? Oh, uh I was a hair younger and, but my first computer had the Buddy Holly video like built into it. And I must've been like, and so that was Windows 95. Windows was, 95, yeah. I was eight, cause I was born in 87. So I was eight in 95 and I watched that video like four to nine times a day. Uh, I also liked Happy Days a lot. Yeah. But I also, so 
so like for an eight to you know an eight year old, I was like obsessed with it, and then I went to Jones Beach with uh they played with No Doubt in like ninety six seven maybe that sounds about right yeah yeah, yeah. with the uh, Luna Chicks opened up and somehow oh. some way we had like second row seats like right in front. Uh, my brother was like four and he was just, like very excited. But uh, yeah, so I, I watched them wherever that whatever that tour was, it was probably mostly Pinkerton. That's amazing. Uh, and I had oh I have Matt Sharp somewhere deep. I have a Matt Sharp, I think it might have been Matt Sharp. I don't know if he I think he was still there, but uh, it's definitely bass string signed by uh, I believe it's Matt Sharp. But how, but how what 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 was like like when you got to Pinkerton though? Like what was like like did did you embrace it right away? Yeah, when I first heard it, like I was probably a little bit older going through like all my stuff and but I was at least like in high school probably you know early high school and uh I liked it I mean I liked it right away but I, I liked both those records a lot and I also really liked the green record like a lot uh I had a big green album poster in my room I was very embracing of the green album yeah, no, yeah. I mean uh, yeah, I really uh, uh photograph is like one of my favorite uh, that's I think that's the best song on that record, me personally. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to say Blue uh, Green Album is better than, you know, but I think it's a really good record. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, um, yeah. Let, 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 let's just go. Let, let's get into yeah. it. So um, just, just real quick, because I want to, on your comparison there, like with the, they kind of went, Weezer went backwards in the sense of most bands get that that more raw build up record to their sure. big banger. You know what I mean? Like, I feel so, like if, if you, if that's yeah. why a lot of people, you'd be surprised that Pinkerton right. is the second record. Exactly. Like if I like, you know, for now, like with my son Elvis, like if I played him both of those, you know, but I gave them to him in the opposite way, it would almost have a, 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 Absolute, a different yeah, effect. For sure. There's something you know I'm saying? more rawness to it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're one of those rare cases of this, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like it almost kind of went backwards. I mean, uh, the yeah, like, no, I, liking yeah, of them, I'm not going to get into yet as we sure, dive sure, into sure, stuff, sure. but it just, just, it's just funny that they just came right out of the gate, which is the with, weird. Yeah. It was such a, it's such a produced record too. Like yeah. for a first, for a first record. Yeah. Yeah. For, for anyone listening to this, there's a really cool episode of the, the podcast Bandsplain with Weezer. Oh, I've been, been meaning to listen to that for a while. I haven't done it yet. They go pretty deep like uh before like they started as weezer and all their incarnations leading up to weezer uh, with, like i didn't know there was a dude the jason was it jason copper copper something like that he was the oh, yeah, yeah yeah he left right uh during the recording of the but blue he album. like wrote my name is jonas or was a partial writer to that Par- partial writer so what happened was is um if i remember correctly uh, they were recording uh the blue album and he bailed and uh we uh, uh rivers was like cool i guess i'll just play all the guitars and he did <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but fuck that shit. just recently to before we get to to the songs we're, we were recording last uh week and uh we were trying to get drum sounds and of course the one thing that we referenced was uh pinkerton we were like sure fucking overheads oh, yeah. they fucking sound amazing and everyone's like yeah, it's yeah. Like, well, even the guitar the guitars in that album sound like chainsaws it's awesome i it's just like the drum <laughs> the drums like, like pat pat really yeah, like yeah, the, that's the sta- that's the standout as yeah. far as production wise like there's there's a uh there's oh god i would say top five albums of all time drum sounds i think like, so yeah without yeah, a doubt no, no exaggeration so yeah. uh all right this is so tough so like i said we, we I want to break down with your your favorite music as far as the track goes, favorite set of lyrics as far as the track goes, and overall pick. So um, to to basically kick it off, I'll go first. Um, so, to so hire- real quick, when you texted me that the other day, I, I yesterday I, you texted me that, and I was like, oh, I already have the answers to that immediately. Yeah, yeah. And then I listened to the album this morning, and the best lyrics for me immediately changed today. For yeah. the first time ever, which is very exciting. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, so yeah, so uh, listen, uh, you couldn't get two better opening tracks on any album ever. Like, yeah. tired of also sex. a great ending track. Like, if like we used to cover Jonas a lot, and we would end with it all the time. It's a great final, like, end of a set list song. Yeah. Which uh, is weird for 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 an opening song to be a great closer. 
for sure. I mean, you know, just two two bangers. So tired of sex versus my name is Jonas. Me, as far as the music goes, I think tired of sex is better music. Uh, the the lyrics, I, I I like the lyrics to tired of sex more, especially the meaning behind it. I think at this point it was just like kind of like tired of having sex on the road, you know. And yeah, all that, yeah, yeah. Which which is insane that he was even tired of it, but um, but overall. <laughs> my pick for from these two opening tracks very hard but it's my name is jonas it's just it's too good of a song the power chords that waltz that ending then then the last part where it goes to the e f and g Uh, yeah it's just fucking it's fucking brutal that was my um for like best overall music uh for the album the blue album was jonas for me okay all right, so then, uh, so 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 then, go to you. Out of those two, break it down for me. We need Tyrus actually and uh, Jonas. That's the first song. Yeah, first one. Opener and tracks. Yeah, uh, I mean Jonas is such a weird song too. Like it's like the lyrical wise, the like talking about his his brother. It's just a strange. Yeah, like, like ly- lyrically, I'm just like lost on it. That's why. I I, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to explain it. I can't even explain that I can't understand it. <laughs> yeah. But as, um, as, as far as far as the music, so you said music was Jonas, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and then first tire sex and lyrics. I would say, well, it's tire sex is better lyrics. Okay. Now, overall, give me your pick. Jonas. Okay, so Jonas. Yeah. All right. So and I really like Tired of Sex. It's a great song. But Jonas. Okay. So I'm I'm just Yeah, there, there's no wrong answers. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like, I that, like that's the thing about this. Of, getting rid of that song forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're we're just comparing great versus great. We're not we're not chopping anything out, thank God. <laughs> we're, we're not telling any songs off. Antonio, yeah. Antonio, you're up. So so break right. it down for me. I'm gonna break it down here. Um so lyrically tired of sex i mean you know like you said the the thought that you know he finally made it as a rock star yeah yeah and was probably you know just pussy galore you know (laughs) you know yeah but but was now kind of re rethinking life in general you know i mean pinkerton is a super personal album you can really introspective yeah you know yeah it, it was a lot of like him just really diving into life so there's just so much brutal honesty and fucking brilliance in the lyrics of that song um uh music it is hard to beat the hook in my name is jonas so i gotta give it to my name is jonas that 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 guitar hook is just yeah. You know, it's one of those, the second you hear like a, a few notes, your ear turns and you know that it's that song. Yeah, there's no, it's there's, really no there's no mistaking it for anything else. You know, like, yes, all the chord progressions have already been written. All the leads are in the same scale, but you know, my name is Jonas is coming on. I don't um, get tired of it either. No, like, not at all. I, I can hear that song every day and I'd be kind of okay with that. Um, but I am actually going to go with Tired of Sex being my favorite overall out of the two. Okay. Um, the way that the song ends, the the just the that that build up and the lead and everything, and it just it punches a little bit more for me. It um, does in in a different way, you know. Where my name is Jonas is more like I feel like that I want to like sing in a bar with everybody, like and like great, glad, you know what I mean, like hitting your glasses together. But tired of sex is just like. Fucking if I'm driving on an open road and that pop tonight, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> like it can get me out of a funk. It, it's just, it's that type of song. Yeah. The, the, the lead on that is crazy. And then like that fucking breakdown riff at the end. Oh yeah. That breakdown yeah. is, ugh, it's, it's mosh worthy. Cool. Cool. All right, man. So let, <laughs> we, we, we got, we got two Jonas's and, and one tired of sex. So let's go to the second song, uh, get you versus no one else. Um, I'm going to break down here. So as far as the music goes, this was a, a little bit closer for me. Um, I, but I have to go with no one else. I, I just really like the chord progressions. I, I think they're, they're pretty simple, but they hit uh, yeah. perfectly. Um, as far as the lyrics go, same thing. No one else, even though like he, he kind of, uh, when, when he talked about, um, it being about him, like being super jealous, 
uh, when he had this one girlfriend, I, I really thought of the lyrics and I was like, yeah, you're, you're right. These are super fucking jealous lyrics. Yeah, yeah. They're really, <laughs> yeah. It was like almost, a, place, a place of real anger. Kind yeah, of. it was it was slightly like off putting. Um, but overall, out of these two songs, I, I don't even think it's kind of close as far as overall. No one else is just the banger yeah. for me. So um, yeah. I'm going to go with no one, no one else. So, Sean, break it down for me. I completely agree with you. I mean, no one else musically is pretty perfect. Uh, I believe Piebald does a fantastic cover of it. Um, lyrically, it's also weird. It's a weird second song in an album, I guess. I mean, maybe it's not. Um, but the, the guitars on Get You also... I love. I mean, I really love that fuzz. Yeah, me too. Them. Me too. Yep. Like I, I say, it sounds like chainsaws. It sounds like a really like. I wish every time I strum my guitar, it made that noise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, music uh-huh. musically, like as far as like songwriting, I mean, like Pinkerton, like they 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 definitely upped it. You know, like they yeah. they, just, they did a lot of cool things, and like I said, they they birthed a lot of fucking bands on that album. So. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, every right. band. Yeah. So driving. Uh, Drum beat, but if I had to, all right, if I had to put, uh, I'm going no one else though. Okay, no one else. Better lyric, better music, better overall. All right, so we got no no one else. Antonio, give me break it down. Um, we have a we have a sweep here because uh, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you guys on all of it. Um, it's it's funny though because like later on in life, um, as things started happening, I was like. Uh, these lyrics can be taken very fucked up, a little very, no, like, they're, yeah, they're, a little, they, a little, well. a little Me Too movement. Very, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, it's like, girl, when I'm away, you're not allowed to fucking leave the house. You can't put on makeup. <laughs> you don't do anything unless I'm there. You know what I mean? But I know that it's like was coming from a different place. You know, when you really break down the song, yeah, I wasn't even really taking it like that. But there's none of us that that have never kind of like, you know, we've all felt that way at one. Mm-hmm. At, at one time we've all had that one girl that we've been with that you you know and you're like ah oh, you know like i don't know it's such a relatable song um you know musically the the melodies are catchy as fuck um and uh so it's it's no one else 100 percent. yeah yep um yeah to, to to really build on that like definitely like you know i to even like i hate even talking about that shit because it's it's so far far from that I, I i meant it in a joking manner like like when we started covering cover me bad started to cover anything anything by trauma rama uh or uh-huh. even even descendants hope i'm just like oh my god i'm like just move uh-huh. on like get another girlfriend it's okay like you get it <laughs> jesus christ you guys are so sappy well, we i was in the band of that same stuff too and was a lot of those lyrics yeah you read those lyrics and you're just like they did not age well <laughs> I mean, it's not even like aging well as far as that, because it's like, you know, it's not like, well, but they're, some... you know, they're also written at a different time by, uh, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm not this isn't like this isn't like Wokeville 101. So like, not <laughs> no, before no, any exactly. before anyone yeah. thinks that. So. Um, sure. All right. So let's go to number three. I, 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 the world is turned uh, versus no no other one. Um, the first song, man. OK, so. When the blue album came out, the sweater song was the first song, the first video. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Didn't really give it much thought because it was such a simplistic song. I was like, yeah, whatever. One day we were hanging out at my friend's house and he had the cassette. I didn't know exactly he was playing it because we're all hanging out and I'm listening and the world has turned came on. And I was like, fuck, that's a good fucking song. I'm like, who is this? Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's that band Weezer. And I was like, God damn. I'm like, this is what we've been listening to the whole time we've been hanging out here. That's when I fell in love with the blue album when we were hanging out at my friend George's house and the world has turned and left me here was the one song where I was just like, this song is so fucking good. That um, was the song I was saying before that I listened to today. And I was like, it the lyrics for it. I was like, I've never really listened, listened to it. And I really listened to it today. I was like, this is a sad song. <laughs> this is so <laughs> yeah. Um, just, so it really hits really hard. So I'm gonna go music. Funny enough, no other one. I think no other one's just better music. It is. It's like really yeah. like the, the riffs on that are really cool. Fun. 
even like the lyrics to me, no other one kind of wins on that one. But overall, when I listen to The World Is Turned and Left Me Here, that's my overall pick. It's just too fucking good. So, um, Sean, give give me your uh, breakdown of this. I, I, yeah, The World Is Turned, for some reason today, completely blew my mind in a whole new world. So, like, uh, lyrically, it was great. Um, I think it's better. I think it's a better song overall. Everywhere. Okay. Okay. All right, so we got we got the world for Sean. Um, Antonio, give me yours. Um, this uh, like the overall song for me was easy on this one, um, but lyrically they both hit really, really, really strong. Um, so I, I gave the world his turn to the lyrics. Um, musically, I think like you, Sam, no other one. I think kind of is a little bit more, I, I lean more towards that from a, you know, if, if you were to rip everything else and strip it down just musically, uh, but song-wise, the world has turned. Yeah, what a great it's, song. Yeah, it's, really. It, it, it's, it, it's amazing. And it's, um, it's also, uh, when you think about it being the third track on the record, it's the first of the, you know, the first two songs are very like, um, you know, pop and niche to them and whatever. And this sure, that's, that's where it, it, it gets down. a little deep. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, all right, cool. I, I got you with the hooks and everything else. And now I'm going to hit you with a little heart on that third song, you know, but still in a crazy, catchy, poppy way. Yeah. But um, you know what I'm saying? It definitely uh, that for it, it's a great track three, like, you know, yeah. it's a solid third. Sure. All right. Cool. Um, okay, so number four. Uh, this one was a little easier for me, and I don't know if it's because where I'm at now after hearing Buddy Holly so many times and it having a video and us, you know, my band covering Why Bother for like five years. But uh, Buddy Holly versus Why Bother, uh, musically, Ugh. why bother? But I agree completely. Lyrics, why bother? <laughs> Over, <laughs> yeah. Overall, why bother? It's just, uh, it's absolutely a banger. Like, especially like that ending. It's just like that smash chorus and just, man, it's it's a fucking great song. And Buddy Holly's cool. You know, you hear it and it's got a, it's got those fuzzed out chords too. But goddamn, why sure. bother is a of banger. Of course, the video. Can't not, not acknowledge the video. Yeah. Um. So, Sean, give it to me. Uh. Yeah, I mean, Buddy Holly was you know, my introduction to Weezer and probably also like a gateway drug to a lot of billion other things via Buddy Holly, but uh, why bother is the trillion times. And also like if if eight-year-old Sean loved Buddy Holly, 18-year-old Sean really connected to why bother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. Uh, yeah, and, and you, it, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, eight-year-old Sean would probably not like why bother at all. You know, yeah, no, if I showed eight year old Sean, he probably would be less interested in my mother, Absolutely. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all right, so Antonio, um, lyrically, obviously, why bother? Um, musically, it's kind of a tie for me. There's, there's uh, just such a good, catchy, simplistic chord progression and quick little leads in Buddy Holly that just make it so good. Um, and then you add what they did, you know, with the the lyrics and the video, like it just nails catchiness beyond nailing catchiness. Um, but the overall song has got to be why bother. I mean, that's just and I don't get I don't get tired of Buddy Holly either. Like I have a two-year-old and we watch a lot of music videos and we watch Buddy Holly a lot. And I I don't mind hearing it like three times a week. It's <laughs> fine. So, it's cool. yeah. like, like you're you're like a newer father and, and Antonio, your son, right? Yeah. He, almost in a way yeah. is following in your footsteps, right? Like, yeah, how, yeah. How I mean, cool. my, my son's running around trying to collect all the Weezer CDs. That's like awesome. like we collect vinyl. He needs a CD. He's 11. So oh, nice. anytime we're at a record store, he runs right to the used CDs and he's going through the W's and he's like, you know, um, so, yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, and the, it still translates so well, and like we really were saying, does, yeah. and and from a video standpoint, obviously it's like you know one of the best, probably best music videos, yeah, it's, ever. It's so, and and, like, um, and for like shows how important too, like it was such a weird thing to see like Weezer with 
Fonzie, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, but, but it's also, you know, it's also the importance of music videos that, absolutely, um, yeah. that, you know, has kind of, you know, faded for a long time, but I feel like they're making a massive comeback. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that just because playing dead loves to turn out music videos, no, I, I love but, but I think that's, yeah, well, that's what I love. It's fantastic because it's a, it's an art that really got a lot of us into music. Uh, yeah. A lot of times your first introduction was not the radio. It was the video because radio stations all over the U S were playing different shit. You sure. Know, so it's not as cohesive where if when MTV played Buddy Holly, every fucking person in America that had MTV on was watching it. And yeah. what was great is um, when I saw Weezer at Jones Beach with the Pixies, you were there, Sam, right? So good. Yeah, it was, that was you the one there. where we no one could get in for the Pixies because everyone was outside. <laughs> that is true, but we made it. I, in. Was, I, I yeah, made we it got in too, from the last yeah. like song and a half. It was a real bummer. But uh, I what they did with the stage where it morphed into oh, the background so cool. of the videos yeah, was great. fucking. It it honestly it it made it like up there in my top five like concert experiences because the Pixies were great and for a technical opener they got to play for like forty five minutes, yeah. not like twenty because sure. of how much Rivers respects them and loves them. But also what they did with this, you know, like all of a sudden it looked like Buddy Holly and then all yeah. was fucking brilliant. And he was on that boat at one point playing. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It was, it was, it was just uh, goddamn brilliant. I get goosebumps even like thinking back to that show. That, yeah. that, sh- that show made me re-fall in love with Weezer. Sure. Because I loved yeah. them for the first few albums. Then I kind of went away. And after that show, I was like, fuck, I'm going back. I'm digging into the other stuff. I'm going to stop ignoring the fact and stop talking shit on hash pipe. And I'm just going to embrace <laughs> it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I was like, okay, I'm sold. You guys love you playing music pipe. again. I hash pipe. For me, Beverly Hills was a song that like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Beverly Hills makes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That was the but, one where I was like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it yeah. guys. But like the the importance of the videos and everything and what they did with it live was just brilliant. Had yeah, just incredible. In there. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that. Um, because I remember watching that. First of all, the Pixies fucking killed. Yeah. And then watching like Weezer have fun, like they had fun. It was the first time in a long time. I mean, I I remember even when I saw them at Nassau Coliseum with Taking Back Sunday. You, it looked like they were playing those songs just because it was a job and they were good at their job, but it still was had this feeling of like, we're just up here punching the card. But at Jones Beach, it was like, this is what I love to do. You know, like it was a different feeling than any time I had ever seen them before. Like, like what Sean said, like Island, Island in the whatever sun is that Island what the song sun? Sun? Yeah. yeah. What he got in the boat and it yeah, just, and it was just kind of going around the it was just so cool like they were having yeah. because it took them a long time to have fun and i feel like they're having fun on that tour so um yeah. all right let's do number five so um this is this is a big one right here uh the fifth song sweater song versus across the sea um Oof. now i'm pretty sure we all heard sweater song is the first weezer song right sean antonio but uh, yeah. Buddy Holly from me, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but I think that was like the first video. So very big deal, very crunchy guitars. But when you break down the song, it's like, it's cool. It's like, all right, yeah. It didn't really make me want to like get the record because I thought it was just like this one hit wonder. When I heard Across the Sea and I heard those goddamn drum fills and the lyrics oh, and the ending, I'm like, yo, I'm like, this song is fucking awesome. This song is so fucking good. And it was this fan who wrote him uh, uh, from Japan and he like writes her back this song. It's just, man, listen, music across the sea, lyrics absolutely across the sea and overall across the sea. So, I mean, that the, the, this was probably the easiest one out of the 10 for me. Uh, so, Sean, give it to me. Yeah, no, I mean, Sweater Song's great. That intro is like one of the first things I ever learned on my guitar. And it's like built into my brain. I can just like pick up any guitar and just play the player song because it's just like the muscle memory. Um, but yeah, across the street, yeah, I mean, I, the drum fills, you're right, are wilds on that song. So good. And, um, and you don't ever think about Patrick 
Wilson as like a a wild drummer, but he he's a pretty wild drummer. It's a good good for him. Um, but yeah, across the uh, ly- lyrically, musically, but sweater song as a way to like capture people. Yeah, is a real good. It's a real good single. It's a real good way to get someone into the gate. Yeah. Um, but across the street is a better song. So you going across the sea? Yeah. Okay, let me write this down. And uh, <laughs> you know what I learned was that the original voices that were supposed to be on uh, the beginning of the sweater song was, uh, I guess, somebody chopped up Darth Vader, Charlie Brown, and Humphrey Bogart. And they put them in the beginning of the song and they couldn't they were having a hard time clearing like, you know, the voices and stuff. So they ended up just like recording it themselves. But that was like the original edit. Oh, my God. Uh, hilarious. Antonio, give it to me. Um, God, man. Undone sweater song. I'll never forget when it came out. I got I want to say it was 11th grade. Maybe I remember me and all my friends like not going to the like school dance bullshit it was like who had the car this song cranking on the radio like in like in a, you know in some hidden away parking lot in lindenhurst and just like listening to it over and over again and just being like 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 what is this like why is this so catchy why is this like like have like so many hints of different things and um you know especially at the time you know it's like it wasn't grunge it wasn't punk it was indie rock it was this you know did we even know what the fuck the phrase indie rock was at that point you know and uh you know so it's like this that song has my heart similar to like you know it's it's their smells like team spirit for sure. way, you know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like not the best song on the record, yep. but by far sure. that that one that you you heard, you went and picked up a guitar and tried to figure out and all that stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it has that. But, you know, there's no doubt that uh, that uh, Across the Sea is the is the winner in lyrics, music and overall song. Okay. You know, I'll still I won't turn off Undone Twitter song, but Across the Sea is a song that just, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it hits heavy lyrically, you know. Not, not heavy, heavy, but in a really cool fucking way. I mean, you know, now there's some things that get lose in interpretation because it's like, you know, my son would be like, you're writing a letter? Like, what the, What are you talking about? Like, just text the person, you know? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so catchy. And I also like tend to like sing harmonies that aren't even in the song whenever I hear this song because it's, they're one of the bands that it's like, uh, if you're, if you're a singer, you love singing along with oh yeah their stuff yeah absolutely. singing harmonies yeah. that aren't there and singing like like different ways that you would sing it and it always works. There's just something about his melodies that he chooses is like it's just waiting for other shit and I think that's why he works so well. They work so well as a band because what he does like it's like fucking really good pizza and then you can throw tons of toppings on it and it's just even better. You know yeah yeah. I agree. Uh, and then, of course, just that that extra crunch, man. They always ha- had a way of like throwing in like at the end where it's like din, 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 like just those four snare hits, like because you're waiting yeah. for it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and, the, and the distortions always get that extra fuzz and that like like that, like whenever they get to, you know, either an outro or, a, you know, like just right before the last chorus it's like no no turn that fuzz pedal the way the fuck up yeah yeah yeah. i mean super influential like for me for sure um so i think the back half of the record might be a little bit harder uh so here we are at number six this is a really fucking tough one uh surf wax usa against uh the good life and uh, i hate hate that so (laughs) i remember getting pinkerton and it was on the strength of El Scorcho, show. And I didn't really like a lot of the, like I had the cassette. So I would listen to the second half more. And it was because the good life started it. And I'm like, okay, I really love this song. So uh, as far as lyrics go, I would say the good life to me is uh, just has better lyrics, more relatable. Uh, the music. You mean that you're not surfing that often? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am in USA. You know, though, you know, yeah. I, you know I re- you're relating to that at all? <laughs> nah, I am in the USA, though. So maybe. Uh, <laughs> but music, Surf Wax, USA for sure. Oh, and overall, as much as I love the good life and that fucking weird off, like, like that solo on and that song is so weird uh i gotta go surf wax it's just it's just power you know yeah. all along the uh, yeah it's just fucking killer so i'm going surf wax here uh sean yeah the surf wax musically um it when i listened, when I listened to, it, to it this this morning uh my kid really liked it i think he heard it for the first time i don't think i ever heard the whole album straight through before i was like straight through he just heard songs and he really like reacts to that song as a two-year-old, like just jumping up and down, which because it's so much fun. It's like the music so to it, the, the drums, that, dr- that driving, driving drum, which like when I hear like the Menzingers, I really hear that song in a lot of their songs, like that driving drum beat, uh, which is so much fun. Um, yeah, lyrically though, I've never surfed and I hate the water. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'll keep taking my car to work. And if it doesn't work out, I guess I'll figure something out. <laughs> um, so give me the overall. Overall, um, I'm, going, I'm going surf wax. Okay. Surf wax. Okay, cool. I'm jotting everything uh, down here. Antonio. Yeah, this, this one was definitely tough for me. Um, I think it was the first... Uh, no, this was the first one that really, really, like, I think I bounced back and forth a couple times. Um, so lyrically, it's it goes by a slight margin to a good life because just of how much I relate to. Um, I don't want to be an old man anymore. And then all it's been a year or two since I've been out on the floor shaking booty, making sweet love all the night. Yeah. Got to get back to the good old life. <laughs> That's like every fucking time I'm about to go see a band like <laughs> that. And I'm like, I'm this is the night I'm coming out of mosh retirement. I'm going to fucking go crazy. Uh, I don't want to be old anymore. I'm going to go nuts. And then I'm still like, no, no, I'm just going to chill up on the balcony and have a beer. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. um, uh, so and musically. It went to Surf Wax America. Um, there's just something so, um, and maybe not, and I'm not saying this even just because of the surf reference, but there's something very like Beach Boys-esque about yes. the music to that song. And I, I, you know, I don't know for sure, but it had to be an influence on that song. Like So much so that I just called it Surf Wax USA. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like you, mentally, you, I'm like, oh. Yeah, and it's not even from the lyrics. It's even just just from me musically. It feels very like Pet Sounds ish. You know, yeah. what I mean, it's it's so good. Um, but overall, by a slight margin, I go with Across the Sea. Uh, I mean, I mean the Good Life, the Good Life. I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm also getting old and looking at my giant notepad with all my notes. Here. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I'm I good. can go back and forth on my two notepads screens. <laughs> me too. Me too. Uh, okay, cool. So let me get that here. All right. So number seven, big one. Big one. Uh, Say It Ain't Oof. So versus El Scorcho. Um, I mean, you know, two songs that I'm sure all three of us have covered in, in some <laughs> in some band eventually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so lyrics, the, the lyrics that I say the most just because they're so goddamn great and ridiculous. El Scorcho. Goddamn, you half Japanese girls, or, you know, like <laughs> Do it every time. bring home Great the song. bring home the the turkey if you bring home the bacon. Uh, just ridiculous shit. And then that fucking like middle part is just so badass. How stupid is it? I can't talk. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like, it goes to that halftime. Like, oh, yep. Uh, but as far as like music goes, as far as fun stuff to play, I think say it ain't so musically it's just like a little bit cooler uh the, the the verse chords are fun the intro the fucking bridge part uh but overall i gotta give it to el scorcho it's just uh one of my favorite yeah, yeah probably is it my favorite weezer song i'm not sure but it's it's up there it might be in the top three for me so uh sean yeah um el scorcho's a song that makes me sometimes laugh when I hear it, which is not a normal thing when I listen to music. <laughs> I like giggle at a lyric. 
My favorite comedian, Rivers Cuomo. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to El Scorcho. Weird, better music makes me laugh. Better okay, overall, so better overall, and and the lyrics too. Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, nice. same as so. I've never really loved, to be honest. I don't know why. It's never really. I've often skipped it. In the music, like I don't know, it's never been like if I had to rank them, it wouldn't be like my maybe on the lower side. I love that bend, man. I love that. Where, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, if I had to put against other stuff, I like it's not my favorite. Um, Antonio, um, so I'm gonna tell my Weezer El Scorcho story first. Do it technically, in all technical worlds the first song taking back sunday ever played live was el scorcho funny part is it's the only thing that ever got played because our first show which was supposed to happen at hofstra's gymnasium and we were the first band um we set up and then something happened where the other bands didn't show something was going on with the school and they weren't going to allow it to go on so after we had set up, we were just sitting there trying to kill time. And John and Jesse Lacey started playing El Scorcho. And just we all started like everybody started singing. Was Steve in the band at that time? Yes. So, yeah, because it was going to be our first show. So it was it was it was pre Mark, um, you know, and uh, I'll never forget it. Like I always jokingly I'm like, you know, that needs to be on like some like uh, like emo trivial pursuit like and yeah. everybody will get it fucking wrong you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> because i'm like nah it wasn't even a tbs song that's like, great it was el scorcho I love uh, that. so there's that little bit of uh uh my story on that one so um yes so i'm gonna go for me lyrically as much as i love goddamn you happen you have japanese girls <laughs> i think talking about jerking off yeah um and wrestling with jimmy just, <laughs> just puts it over the edge for me uh lyrically i go with say it ain't so call me a pervert <laughs> I mean, maybe i've never been into asian women i don't know what it is yeah <laughs> there's uh, some videos somewhere of some band i gotta find it but it's uh they covered say it ain't so but every lyric was wrestle with jimmy Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that. uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, like the whole, no other words. This is wrestle with Jimmy. No, you, you got to find. I'll, I'll tag it on. Yeah, yeah, I'll try to find. It. I'll, I'll text you. Um, music, and music. It also goes to say it ain't so for me. That, like you said, that wait, wait, yeah. like there's just something about it, and the um, the clean guitar in the verses. Um, and the, it's like simple and tasteful, you know? Um, so, you know, like, kind of like, you know, you were saying like, yeah, El Scorcho makes me laugh. Like I love the song and it has its place, but even overall say it and so is my rocking, rocking out song. And it just, for me, it hits, um, all the way on the, across the board on that one. So I got say for you. All right. So we're up to number eight, uh, you know, big song for me uh, when I first, so it's in the garage versus pink triangle. And I, I remember, uh, you know, hanging out with the guitar back in the day before we played in any bands um, playing in the garage, because just, we love the lyrics to it and they were fun. And it like the chords, like it was such a simple song, but like the chords were so powerful. And what he was saying was so ridiculous with, uh, Dungeons and Dragons and like Kiss and stuff, you know. Yeah. So, uh, as far as lyrics go, definitely in the garage. Music, same thing in the garage. Just like I, I, I love it. Like there's just there's it, like a like a chillness to it. Yeah, yeah. The guitar, like I don't know how to. Yeah, it's, it's like very super relatable. It's very yeah. relatable. You know, like even if you didn't like Kiss and you didn't play D and D, you just swap those out for two other things, and they're yeah. you know like well you're in there is you're in the garage yeah. practicing. So uh, yeah, overall for me, definitely in the garage as much. Pink Triangle's great. I th I think it's a funny story, you know for sure, definitely. Like you <laughs> yeah. know w whatever happened to him, but uh, yeah, uh, definitely in the garage for me. So Sean, uh, 
I think on Pink Triangle on um, music and lyrics. Um, something about it. There's, I think I think when I hear when you think about the talk about the rawness of Pinkerton, I think of that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great song. I, I think that. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to cut you off real quick because I'm going to say this as far as Pink Triangle, I forgot to mention. So we were talking about that show uh, uh, that we all went to, I guess, at Jones Beach. So me and my girlfriend were there and we were sitting there and uh, they played Pink Triangle and we were fucking so happy. And you could see like how long the discography is. I mean, this band's been around forever. Yeah. We we were all about it because the next song they cover they played was like something off the black album. Might have been oh. that cover of like uh it, it was like a was it go- Africa? Maybe it was Africa. It was a garbage song, and the, the yeah. two girls in front of us that were probably like you know 20 years younger than me <laughs> lo- lost their shit like we did during Pink Triangle. And I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm like, you know what? You gotta respect it because somehow they already got me here so now they got to get the two girls in front of us and so sure i got it hey man yeah, do you think they got to so. get every different age group out of their seats at one point in the set that's how you yeah. win that's how you win yeah. so but go ahead yeah, they're, they're doing something right i mean they're they're still <laughs> selling out their shows where they go they're not like doing terrible these are these days you know no no for sure but uh yeah go ahead give me the uh so you pink triangle for lyrics and music what about overall yeah going overall overall okay so pink triangle uh antonio um so like you were saying like i remember hearing in the garage and it just made me feel like jamming with my friends you know um in a in a basement or a garage and it was like uh it just made you feel you know like i said like you related to them so lyrically in the garage you know for sure um Although I did have a crush on a lesbian once, and I think I think we all have. Sure. Pill to swallow <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, musically, um, also this musically, it's kind of almost a tie, but I'm gonna give it. I'm also giving it to In the Garage because normally I fucking hate a harmonica, but. I, <laughs> <laughs> they, they do it tasteful so the fact that i don't hate the harmonica in it makes it like okay cool and then overall again uh, in the garage hits it yeah. for me again pink triangle not a bad song uh at all um it's like i feel like i have to defend the one that i'm not choosing <laughs> <It's> <laughs> all right. because i because i love both these records like so much <laughs> I, we're we're talking yeah. yeah we're we're talking about 10 versus 10 it's just like it, there's no yeah. you know what i mean like it's it, yeah, totally. it's impossible it's, so yeah uh, I, ne- I never thought about there being a harmonica in the, in, in the garage before and that means there's two harmonica on that album yeah <laughs> yeah, Most yeah. Harmonica tracks on the blue album. yeah and i never felt so angry about it until antonio told me just now and i was like you know what yeah fuck that harmonica yeah. <laughs> that fucking dumb instrument are you strapping around your neck yeah i just think of, I, I just think of like whenever like bruce um uh 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 willis would, would no, no when, i just think whenever <laughs> bruce willis would will pull one out you know whenever he'd like just randomly jump on stage with some like you know uh blues band i'm like oh sure stop already uh all right so <laughs> last two here we go uh holiday versus falling for you um yeah. So goddamn lyrically for sure falling for you. Holiday, it's just the music is is too good. You want to talk about Beach Boys, that breakdown mm-hmm. is like that might be the most impressive breakdown in, in all of um in, in all of these two albums combined. Like what they yeah. did what they did on yeah. holiday was just it also it, it also reminds me of like later Ramones. To yeah. sure. kind of when the Ramones like almost like matured, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. it feels like later it has that later Ramones feel. Oh, so good, Pittsburgh kind of thing. Yeah, end of the century era. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then overall, I I went for Holiday. I I love the music and stuff to Falling for You, but it's just uh, Holiday is just too good. It's like you you get that. It's such a happy song, and then you get to that one part, and everything breaks it. Doom. Doo-doo. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just fucking great. That that that's a banger. And uh, so I'm gonna circle this on mine, 
And uh, Sean, give it, uh, give me your pick on these two. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's a breakdown with a barbershop quartet in Holiday <laughs> at one point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's that's, ridiculous. That's a wild. That's a wild thing to end a first <laughs> record on. <laughs> a first record with two harmonica songs and a barbershop quartet song. That's a wild first record. Um, but falling for you. Uh, if I said an eight-year-old Sean versus eighteen-year-old Sean, falling for you is a better song, I think for sure. As far as songwriting goes, as far as like that is another song that has that raw like rawness that Pinkerton has. Um, you know, yeah, I'm going to go with "Falling for You" over the Barbershop Quartet for sure. And, and you know what? I I don't know that I even like a Barbershop Quartet. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> Until <laughs> until I hear it, and when I hear sure. it, I'm I'm so impressed. I'm like, damn. I'm like, I don't know. It kind of sounds good. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, Antonio. Um, lyrically, uh, holiday, uh, for sure. Um, I mean, let's go away for a while to a strange and distant land. You know, where we don't speak, where no word to speak. Like that whole fucking line. It just every time I hear it, I'm like. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's so good. God, it's so good. And um, musically, um, also got to go to holiday. Um, and 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 on the lyric tip too, I think what gets me about falling for you, even though I like it, which which made holiday win on the lyric, it's a little bit of a wordy song lyrically too. Like I feel like he's like there jams a lot of words into it. So maybe for someone that loves to sing along with it, I think, although they're both catchy as fuck, Holiday gets it for me, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then overall, it's it's Holiday. It's a sweep for me. Uh, yeah. There must be something about songs named Holiday because it's also, you know, like one of my favorite Get Up Kids songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, the weird association there. <laughs> well, you know what? We're all off on a holiday. What's not to like? Yeah. Um, all right, so the last song, and before we get to the last song, I really want to just touch on the uh, B-sides real quick here. So, uh, you know, I'm going to ask you guys, uh, the better B-sides are either Blue Album or Pinkerton. So uh, for Blue, we have Michael and Carly, which was originally supposed to be on the Blue Album, but they didn't like the, the take. They wanted to redo it, but I guess there was a deadline, so they didn't put it on. Uh, Jamie, which is a banger. Suzanne, yeah. My Eveline. Uh, and then the Pinkerton ones are uh, Devotion, You Gave Your Love to Me Softly, Waiting on You, and I Just Threw Out the Love of My Life. So it's basically four against four. So me personally, I'm going to go with uh, the blue uh, the blue B-sides just on the strength of uh, Jamie and Suzanne. They're just too good. Uh, yeah. Sean. Yeah, the blue side, blue, the blue side B sides are better than anybody's A sides sometimes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Suzanne is one of my favorite Weezer songs. Uh, I mean, all of Jamie, my uh, Carly is such a heartbreaking song. Sure. Um, but like, just Suzanne on its own could held yeah. up the B sides. That song blows my mind that it wasn't even a single, that it was a B-side. It, it kills me. And I just think of Jay and Bob with a monkey at the end of the movie. Yes. <laughs> and of course, even Izzy Slash and Axl Rose, when I call you, put them all on hold. That, yeah. That fucking might be lyric. One of the, it might be one of the greatest lyrics ever. Yeah, it's written. so good. So like, I will, I, the first time I ever heard that song and I heard that lyric, I was like, fuck, I wish I wrote I, that. I wish I was smart enough to think of that. Yeah. Like I was mad at myself at how good <laughs> that yeah. line was. Yeah, yeah, but yeah those, those blue B sides. Yeah. And then yeah. Jay, Jamie is, um, is yeah. Again, God, fuck that, that song. I would probably take over most bands. Number one single of their entire yeah. discography. Like imagine writing Jamie and then not putting on an album. Yeah, imagine. Well, that's like, I mean, like, I think about it, you know, and, you know, well, Sam knows I'm like a, a big Cure fanatic, but it's the same thing with The Cure. There's some Cure songs that I'm like, how the, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, The Cure were putting those out in the day and age where singles were a big deal, but still, I'm like, The Cure's B sides blow away most bands' full discographies. 
yeah. I mean, it's just like join the dots. Join the crazy. dots. Listen to join the dots for sure. Oh, yeah. It's one of the best things ever written. But, but yeah, I'm, I mean, the, the B-sides on both these records um, could have been like a third album. I mean, and it would have been amazing. I consider them. Yeah, for sure. Because you take these two albums and then you take those like eight to ten B-sides and like the first 30 Weezer songs, you're like, yo, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking even wild. If, even if they went off in and faded away into, you know, Neverland, you would have left the world with fucking, you know, three albums worth of just perfect music. Off to never, never land. All right. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <Ugh. Okay. laughs> so here, here goes the last song, and then we'll we'll add, we'll add up everything to see who that, who that the was for is. Parker, by the way. <laughs> he's, not, he's not listening. Uh, so these are two of the best closing songs you could ever put on a record. Okay, only in dreams versus butterfly. Uh, when it, you know, once again, when you're sitting around when I was sitting around with like with Bob and George and like all, all my friends, I was the only one that knew how to play the guitar. So everyone was like, yo, play butterfly. And I would always play butterfly. So lyrically butterfly music only in dreams because that fucking baseline, like I could hear it, you know, probably in my coffin. Oh yeah. But overall a butterfly I'm going butterfly. It's just like, mm. it's, it's a special song to me. Yeah, just for that record. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's close, but if I'm if I'm reaching for a song, it's just butterfly because it's just so goddamn good. That melody and that ding 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 ding. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I've, I'm sure I've ripped it off many a times. Uh, Sean, I would go only in dreams. That baseline, it just sticks with you in your brain for a while. Um, Butterfly is great. Butterfly is a weird song. It's a weird song. To, so I, I worked at a record store for a while and uh, we'd play, I, I would play Pinkerton a lot. It is a weird song to just like then go to silence. Like I would, if I didn't take the CD off a dime or whatever, or, like didn't stop it. It's a weird song to just end on such a strange record sometimes. Like, you know, you literally just do it straight, just straight through. And then it ends with Butterfly, and you're kind of expecting another song, maybe. And there isn't any. And you're just sitting in like, oh, oh that's it. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a weird it's a weird ending song where Only in Dreams kind of feels like a real banger yeah. of a thing of an album that has two harmonica songs and a barbershop orchestra song. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because where do you go from, from that? You just go to Only. Yeah, where do you go from there? But then it only, it's Only in Dreams. For eight so, minutes. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. For a pretty, you know, for a, that's a long time. That's a long song. Yeah. Uh, I'm going only in dreams. Okay. Uh, only in dreams. So, Antonio, give me uh, your number 10 breakdown. Number 10 breakdown, lyrically, like butterfly. Um, that this was really tough. Um, I think this was probably I think the toughest for me because like you said this is the two two perfect ending songs um that I adore in different ways both lyrically very honest profound lyrics but I'm gonna give it a little bit more um you know on the butterfly music I'm going to give it to only in dreams. I mean, it's kind of a little bit unfair only in the sense of like, you know, one's a real full, full song and the other one's like a little more stripped down. Um, but when it goes down to it and I've got to drop the hammer on, on which is the overall better favorite song for me. Um, I'm going to go butterfly because for it to be so strong and be so stripped down speaks to volumes and being a guy that's played many fucking rooms with just me and an acoustic and some honest lyrics. Yeah. I relate to this song so much. And then I thought about it too. Which one of these two songs that I put on more mixtapes and butterfly ended up being like so many times that would be the last song on like an A side of a cassette mixtape that I'd be making. Cause it was a good way to, and then you'd flip it over and then you could punch back into something else. So it was I, yeah, always it was always the A side ending song of Absolutely. a fucking really good mixtape. So that's uh, where it wins out for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that 
that's it basically right there like you said. <laughs> and and also um you know just like holiday you know is a good song title so is butterfly because crazy town has a really good song called butterfly sure so. of course we all and we all love crazy town yeah, that's right. Come, come, come. so uh all right so my overall breakdown for me is six to four blue so technically I guess I like the blue album more. I, I don't know, Sean, what, what's your breakdown? Do you have it? I don't have it. Do you have it in front of you? Yeah, I have it in front of me. So let me see. So I, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't. One, two, three. Down. So three to two, three, four. I feel like my numbers might have felt blue. Four, five. Actually, you're, you're five, five. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. I'm, I'm into that. You're, you're five, five. Antonio, what do you got? Five, five. Five, five five yeah yeah so that makes and- sense yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess yeah uh because uh damn i can't believe yeah i mean i, I guess so. so So without those numbers though when somebody asks you what's your favorite out of these two records what do you say you know i say do you say what i say bigger um it to me but i also like- i don't know sometimes i i, I go back and, I, I go back and forth sometimes yeah so to me it's like uh, when someone says, do you like check your head or Paul's boutique more? It depends mm-hmm. on when you ask me because yeah, they're, sure. they're, they're constantly doing battle. Yes. They're constantly doing battle. And I think, I don't think there's a better, like out of the two albums, what do you think? Like Antonio, I'll go with you. What's the best song from these two albums? Wow. Um, I'll, I'll go yeah. first then. I'm going to say yeah. there's no better song on these two albums than Across the Sea for me. I think Across the Sea is 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 like the best song off Pinkerton is for me is better than the best song on, on the Blue album. So, Sean, what, what do you think the best song out of these two albums is? So, best song out of the two, not on each? Oh, you could you could do the each and, and then just and break it down which one you like the best. So, I think for me personally... It's Jonas for Blue, and actually they're both they're both for me they're both uh, they're both the, the first track. Okay. Uh, Tired of Sex and Jonas. Um, I'm a really big fan of first tracks across the board. Uh, I really like first tracks on a lot of records. Um, but <sighs> so then that that's it. You already gave your answer. It was Jonas. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Jonas. So it's technically, 100%. Jonas is the best song for you out of those two albums. Yes, no, yes, yes. I, you know, I can say that without any hesitation. Yes. Okay, that's how I feel about Across the Sea. I feel like, okay. and, to, and to me, it's between probably Jonas and Across the Sea. So, Antonio, uh, see, for for me, it's it's probably a cross between Tired of Sex and Across the Sea, which would make sense because I do lean slightly more Pinkerton. Um, like when people are asking me my favorite. Weezer record, I usually say say Pinkerton, um, but there are times where I just need the fucking blue album. And, oh, you know, absolutely! And so it's like, you know, give, uh, give give me the best song out of those two. Tired of sex. The the and the it gets me at the bridge and the ending and the the power out. The it's power. Just, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that intro that rides him, I guess it's a ride him. I don't know, I'm not a drummer, but that intro that like that that ding, yeah, on tired of sex when it yeah. kicks in. It's yeah. like it's like I'm just letting you know I'm here. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, it's a great. And then, and, then, and I don't even know what that what what they're playing on that do do. I don't know if it was a guitar. I don't know what it's happening there. That that instrument for that noise, that intro for that song. Listen, we what did we accomplish today? Absolutely nothing with this conversation. <laughs> So, yeah. but, I, but I'm, but I'm glad we had it because we needed to have it. Um, yes. So Sean, man, thank you so much for hanging out thanks with me, Antonio. Thanks for hanging yeah, out. Yeah. And uh, until next time, I'm sure we'll do something again. Maybe, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll match up to. Uh, what about, uh, I would be into the, uh, for me, you know, you say about those two albums always dueling for me. Like I, I play those two albums on rotation a lot over the years, but get up kids another band where I would play there like, if you put a gun to my head like something right home about or like 10 minute mile those two records battle a lot 
but also, I mean, their entire discography battles over each other. I mean, their problems is perfect. I was going to say, I think I like problems more than I like four minute mile. We drove, we saw, we just saw a drum record and got the kids in Philly and on the way out. I just like, you know, we're playing whatever songs. And I was like, I really, I listened to problems of that week. And I have, I, Lou Barlow was perfect. That song. Oh, yeah. get, and and uh, it was a weird show. I mean, I, it was kind of a weird crowd. People seemed a little less enthused than I expected them. People weren't on my level for like a, my third show post COVID. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I drove here. Got to get get where I am. I'm seeing how you know. Did you punch but anyone no, in the face or um, no? I just was. I sang a lot of. Uh, um, I sang "Stay Gone" really loud, but no one else did. No one. Else did. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it. I, I don't know how much crossover there is between those two bands. To be honest with you. I feel like there should be a lot, but uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't was, think so. Yeah, I you don't, don't think so. Yeah, no, be, being that like I was kind of not more around. than the Lemonheads. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, like, I was. You, we bought tickets to that show thinking the Smoking Popes and the Lemonheads are playing, and neither bands played. <laughs> so, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, now, I that, mean, that yeah. would have been killer. Sorry, being go ahead, around yeah. for the heyday of you know the Get Up Kids and and the birth of it. Yeah, I don't feel there was much crossover. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's I was kind of I mean awesome for the get up kids and I know how stoked they were to play it. They were very excited. They were very well, yeah. well well deserved also to to be asked to play it because I mean just a, a, I'm going to be honest across the board the bands they put on these shows I fucking like more than Jawbreaker. Well, yeah. I, face, <laughs> I mean like when they had like Sam I am and Yeah, like, yeah. You know face what I mean? I was face. Like, Face to face, I'm like, God damn, it, those would be yo. my headliners. So when yeah. I had when I when I had Sergey on the podcast, I was like, honestly, I, that. I think it would be like Sam I am face to face descendants and jawbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, the descendants shouldn't open for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, I'm they just, opened up for a sublime yeah. road at that Joe at Joe's Beach. Was like, I remember. Sh- but yeah, uh, yeah, we we room. we could do something like further down the line, maybe like uh, yeah. maybe like uh, uh, futures versus uh, 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 clarity. No, oh, that yeah, that'd be, that'd be a tough one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, uh, all other albums that yeah, those are similar albums that I like. I mean, I mean, we had to break that episode into two, and yeah. I feel like we could have broken it into three and gone deeper between yeah. me you and Mike. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, we went in, we went in. So all right, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll do it again. Sounds good, my friend. All right. Later. Later. Later.